Welcome back to the Ed Morrissey Show. Joining us as always on Tuesdays, the prince of Twitter, the regent of redstate.com, the man who doesn't uh, rat out his family at Salem Communications and Memoirs, <laughs> Andrew Malcolm. A.H. <laughs> Malcolm. Andrew, welcome back. Thank you. Good to be here. And um, there's nothing to rat out, Ed. Well, that's true. I mean, first off, it'd be a boring book. <laughs> it'd be one dull book because nobody really cares about that. I am struggling to find out why anybody cares about the about the Windsors and the Sussexes either, but apparently they do because this book is huge and it's been, you know, Prince Harry and Princess Meghan or whatever she is, Duchess Meghan. I don't know what her, what their titles are these days. Uh, Doghouse is what is what their location is these days in terms of the royal family, but. He's a best-selling author. I think that, uh, what was it, 1.4 million copies sold of his um, of his memoir, Spare. And and Andrew, I, I just want to announce to you that I actually have a, a tell-all memoir coming out. Oh, do you? Oh. Uh-oh. I do. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be titled Hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, why not? By the... Uh, by the... Uh, by the podcast host formerly known as Captain... That's right. Exactly. That's exactly it. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about how uh, all of the, uh, all of the Salem hosts are uh, oppressing me uh, by showering me with attention and support and um, uh, paying me. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that something? I, I keep calling him the, the, the man formerly known as Prince. It's just, um, you know, credit to him. He what he did two tours as a helicopter gunship pilot in Afghanistan. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, I don't know. It's just like his his whole personality that I thought of, not that I know him, has been uh, subsumed by uh, what's her name. Uh, she's the Yoko Ono of the uh, of the royal family. Is what you're telling yeah. me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, she's so self-important and yeah uh, there are uh, just things i don't need to know you know i really didn't need to know about prince harry's frostbite on his todger i don't know if you caught that little nugget no no i may have missed that one ed but thanks uh (laughs) thanks for putting it into my unforgettable memory yeah i'm i'm sitting here thinking now what purpose does this could this possibly it, it sounds it sounds like a like a ghostwriter getting too excited. I, you know, I, I I don't know who his ghostwriter is, but I, whoever his ghostwriter is probably didn't like him very much. Uh, based on what what's coming out from this, either that or Prince Harry is just <laughs> not sure. terribly yeah. bright. Yeah, just not terribly bright. And uh, look, I mean, I've I've often been fascinating and 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 fascinated and, and somewhat revolted by how um how avidly american uh americans consume the uh tabloidy you know royals coverage um yeah you know i guess i can't blame him for cashing in on it because he's not going to get any more money from his dad (laughs) at this point or his brother but uh, he's going to have to go to a hotel when he's in london yeah i i i suspect that the family's uh not not the firm is not too happy with uh, 
with, well, they, with you know, they they froze them out of the palace so gosh me too you know they they, they never let me in i haven't gotten my invitation but no. then again i'm not a prince you're actually a prince you're the prince well, that's true i am a self-appointed prince and don't you forget it well more of me appointing you prince of twitter i'm 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 sort of a, what do they call it? i'm sort of a big deal you are sort of a big a big deal uh, you know joe biden might even describe you as a big effing deal he should actually <laughs> describe you as a big oh jeez, what a piece so, of work well and he's got a big effing deal on his hands i mean you know oh he does and david gergen let him have it too what did Gergen have to say? I did see that Gergen had something to well, say. He just said that this is a really big deal and he's basically screwed. Well, I think he is um, to the extent that anybody is. And I think what's going to wind up happening with this is that the Department of Justice is going to conveniently just let this thing slide for a couple of years and hope that it doesn't have to uh, be dealt with. But, uh, you know, just to discuss this, I mean, you've got Joe Biden, who's been on television lecturing Donald Trump on all of the evil ills of of keeping classified material at your at your residence and it turns out that he kept classified materials you know where he stores his Corvette I mean in the garage yeah, till in the open. garage yeah where he does photo ops he's done photo ops from there with this Corvette yeah 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 I, I you know I'm like you, I don't expect anything uh, to come of either one of them. Uh, big shots in Washington. Now, special prosecutors, they haven't really done much. Uh, and if no. you're a big and if you're a big shot, they don't do anything. Now, they didn't have special prosecutors, but you know, if you look at all the scandals and wrongdoing in Washington, many of them, when what's his name was vice president. I mean, Solyndra, $534 million of taxpayer money, guaranteed, paid back to an Obama fundraising bundler. Okay. Yep. So he wouldn't lose any money. Oh, that's nice. Fast yeah. and Furious, the gun running operation that actually killed people. Nothing, nothing happened. All right. Benghazi, which is still burns my butt. Uh, four Amer loyal Americans died, unrescued, unsupported, nothing. The, 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 the alleged investigator, Admiral, what's his name? Mike something, Mullen. He didn't, he didn't even interview Hillary Clinton. He took the word of her chief of staff as to what, what she was doing. And he still, they still put him on TV to talk about things that nobody, nobody, they, they, they went in and arrested one, uh, quote, terrorist in, um, in Benghazi. And that's it. That this is what Obama promised the next day, just before he went off to two Las Vegas fundraisers. The bodies weren't even cold. And he said, there will be swift justice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, and Susan Rice, so the one who went on national television five times and, and blamed the, uh, the Muslim video on YouTube. Now she's the head of domestic policy for Joe Biden. So, you know, Washington takes care of its own, and that's a bipartisan deal. I agree. 
And I think that that's, you know, um, that's the normal frame of business. But I think it's especially true when it comes to the, the mishandling of classified documents. I mean, these are really treated in in two very different ways. If you're a rank and file person with access to this, or even a you know a, a senior NSA executive, uh, in my piece earlier today, I'm recording this on Monday, I was talking about the issue of uh, Thomas Drake, the case of Thomas Drake, who wanted to blow the whistle on a billion dollar boondoggle at the NSA, and nobody was paying attention to it. He and he'd gone through his chain of command. He'd gone to the relevant intel committees in both chambers of Congress, and nobody was responding to him. So finally, after a few years of trying to get eyeballs on this, he started leaking it to a Baltimore Sun reporter, and ended up getting uh, raided by the FBI <laughs> to find. Any other classified material that might be on his in his house, he was charged with violations of the Espionage Act relating to mishandling of classified documents, and they end up dropping all of those things. He ends up pleading to a misdemeanor, which had nothing to do with the Espionage Act claims, and the judge apparently was pretty irritated and said he wasn't going to. I guess the I guess the DOJ recommended you know a jail term, and he said I'm not going to sentence this guy to a day in jail based on these charges. Uh, you know so. It was, uh, you know, he just got basically, I guess, probation probably from from the judge. But I mean, that's he had to spend years unburying himself from this. Hillary Clinton didn't have to do that. Yeah, right. Let's talk about outrageous. Yeah, I mean, really, the, this is the this is the this is the gold standard of double standards. The, the way that Hillary Clinton was. <laughs> that's a great line. The way Hillary Clinton was treated on this is is nothing short of you know les majest i mean this is nobody wanted nobody wanted to impede the queen is basically what this was because it had all the elements the email server was specifically used to avoid congressional oversight over her communications at the state department the state department uh, misrepresented that status in several different court cases. I think it was maybe as many as a dozen different court cases where uh, outfits like uh, Tom Fitton's, um, oh, I can't think of the name of his outfit right now. Um, yeah, something about justice. Yeah, yeah, something about justice. Um, had sued to get her communications, you know, in relation to specific issues. And the State Department kept saying, you know, the Secretary of State doesn't have an email address. Well, yes, she does. It just wasn't one that was secured through the government the way it was supposed to have been. Um, and then when it was discovered, and this is exactly on point with, with what happened with Joe Biden, did the FBI seize the server? No, <laughs> they asked her for the material and her attorneys went through it, deleted half of the 65,000 or so um, email messages on it, claiming that it was personal. <laughs> Those were personal emails and then printed them all out initially and told and told the FBI to go through that. Now, later, yeah. she finally turned it over, but not until after she'd wiped all the rest of her electronic devices with a cloth, if you remember that little claim. What? Isn't that isn't that destroying evidence? I, I, I don't understand. It's obstruction. It's destruction of evidence. It's it's clear evidence of, you know, willful mishandling of of classified material. Um, and that was in a situation where it was actually being transmitted over the internet, right? You know, Biden's was locked in a garage. That's bad enough. Trump's was locked at Mar-a-Lago. That's bad enough. But Hillary Clinton's was worse because it was actively being transmitted through the internet. 
on an unsecured, you know, well, let's just say an insufficiently secured server. And, um, and the- Biden's Biden's garage allegedly locked, but Biden at uh, Hunter had a key, so he could go in and look uh, look up information for his clients. He and his communist buddy. Well, look, I mean that's that's sort of the topic of your column, right? Your VIP column. So let's talk a little bit about that because this, you know, this took place over a six year period, right? It starts when Joe Biden's leaving the vice presidency and he's taking this material home. And then some of it ends up going to the Penn Center after that. Some of it ends up going to a couple of different places. So it's not like it just got parked in one place and was forgotten. People were going through this stuff. It was being taken out of boxes and, and looked at and apparently used. And one of the places where this took place clearly was at the residence in Wilmington, because why? Because some of that material wasn't in the boxes in which it was transported. Some of it was inside the house. Yeah, You're right. Some of that stuff, at least in the initial tranche that was reported, related to Ukraine. Well, guess who had business interests in Ukraine? Yeah. And guess who was paying 10% to the big guy? The big guy. To Celtic. Yeah. Celtic are the big guy. I, I love all these code names. You know, just the, use at the, the address names. at the address. What's in the address? Something like Stingray. Uh, it was something like that. I mean, yeah, something with the Corvette. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there was a picture online of uh, Biden a few years ago showing off his sitting in his uh, Corvette convertible. And in the background uh, in the garage is a big pile of boxes. Yeah, which, you know, for most of us, is no big deal because, I mean, I've got a big pile of boxes in my in my garage, too, but I don't That's have right. classified material in them. I had so much stuff in my California garage, which none of it was classified, by the way, um, that um, my cars in 20 years, they were never inside the garage. You know, it's funny you say that because one of the things that happened to me during the pandemic was I cleaned my garage out for the first time in 20 years. Oh, my gosh. It took me either two or three of those bagster things from waste management yeah. to get that thing cleaned out. I mean, it was it was pretty disgusting. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah. Uh, and when it was done, I would invite people over to see my garage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I cleaned it all the way out. It was it was actually really nice and clean for the first time since I'd moved into the place. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, and I get that. But I'm not storing classified material in there. I, I wasn't the former yeah. president of the United States. Oh, either. I don't know. I don't know. I, there might have been some really hot emails that uh, that you and I exchanged about news news sources. Yeah, you know that's 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 the reason why the FBI is going to raid your house in about half an hour. I just want to take you. <laughs> I just should let you know. Not, yeah, you're not a you're not a Biden, so they're going to raid you. Um, you're not a Clinton either, so they're going to raid you. Did I uh, did I ever tell you the story? This is not about classified, but. When I was working in San Francisco Bureau, um, Sarah Jane Moore took some shots at Gerald Ford. And my bureau chief, who was very well connected, found out who it was and where her apartment was. And he sent me over to her apartment. And I went over there. This is in near downtown San Francisco. Went over there and I said to the landlord, um, can I see Sarah Jane Moore's apartment? And he said, why? And he said, well... I heard it might be empty soon. And so he showed me in the, he took me into the apartment. I'm looking around, you know, I'm looking for, I don't know, Mao pictures, Nazi swastika signs, whatever. And it was just an old lady's apartment. 
And then all of a sudden, a half dozen guys in dark suits burst into the room, demanded to know who I was. And uh, the only question besides who are you uh, was, um, did you touch anything? And I'm not that dumb. I said, no, right. I, ha I haven't touched anything. And they suggested that I leave, which I did. But <laughs> yeah. Suggested might, suggested might be understating that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, these guys had bulges in their suit coats, so I'm not going to screw around with them. And the landlord was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> he didn't have a clue yet. Uh, anyway. Well, that's what's called being a reporter. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, and, and they didn't they didn't pick a fight about it, but uh uh, and I didn't, you know, I didn't take it there. I just wanted to see what it looked like. Uh, so, that, you know, I think that all of that ended up being a paragraph in somebody else's story. So big deal. But it's a fun story to tell. And, you know, the chip where the bullet hit, and remember Oliver Sipple? You remember him? Yeah. He, he was the uh, retired Marine that knocked her hand up. You can still, well, at least a few years ago, you can still go and see in the right next to the door, to the fair isn't not the Fairmont, but the um, some hotel on Union Square, the big the big one, and um, uh, there's a chip uh, out of the top. And there's no sign there, and that was supposed to be the last time a president didn't enter or leave a hotel through the basement. But I always thought it was kind of funny. This happened when I was working for George W. Bush. They would hear uh, these you know, sort of big shots. And we go in past the smelly dumpsters and up the freight elevator. <laughs> you have to go in the back. And all of a sudden, at one time, the Secret Service didn't take Ronald Reagan in through the basement. They took him out the side door at the Hilton and he got shot. So, you know, I've fooled once. You're a dummy. I don't know. Interesting. Anyway. It's interesting you bring up Oliver Sipple because that was an interesting media story back in the time. Yeah. I mean, we talk about media issues all the time. Oliver Sipple was a hero. He was a he was a former Marine. He was also gay, and he hadn't actually come out. Yeah. And Herb Cain actually wrote that he was actually published the fact that he was gay. He hadn't come out to his family. He'd come out to you know friends. His friends knew it, um, and so Herb Cain actually published it in the Chronicle. And um, he ended up suing the Chronicle over this. It was a legal battle that went on for years. He ended up losing. Um, and, and he was ended up dead too. He ended up dead. Yeah, he was. Um, he had mental health issues after that. It was sad story, and he really was a hero. I mean, I'm not necessarily sure why Herb Kane thought that that part was news, but you know, yeah. back then yeah. that was a that was a bad and in, and and in San Francisco. Well, you know, in San Francisco, that's fine. You know, and maybe yeah. just. Kane okay. just figured that he was out, but you know, that was 1975. <laughs> and that was just two weeks after Squeaky, what's her name, took a, her gun jam. pointed, yeah, up in Sacramento, her gun jammed on Gerald Ford again. So, I mean, I, I wasn't a big fan of Gerald Ford's, but two, two times in, in two weeks. And um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I would take the president through an unsecured park outside the Capitol in Sacramento yeah. without no. finding out who's standing behind that tree over there. Anyway, you know, it's, and it's not as though that you know there weren't 
issues with this. I mean, you just they they just had a president assassinated a dozen years prior to that, right? So yeah. I mean, it's not like and it was the end of Vietnam. It's the end of Vietnam. There's all sorts of things that were going on. A lot of political unrest going on at the time. Yeah, it's a strange decision. Of course, just a few years later, they did take Reagan out through the basement, but they didn't make much of a secret of it, which is the reason why John Hinckley was able to find him and, and no, shoot. that wasn't the basement. That's the point. It was the side door. Oh, you're right. It was a side door. Yes, yeah. you're right. Side door. I apologize. Yeah. The side door where the car was parked. It was just insane. And and they let it not only out the side door, that's one thing, but you don't clear the area. I mean, they had police saying, all right, everybody's staying back, but you know. Anyway, well, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting. In hindsight, those things are fascinating, and I happen to be a history buff, so Me too. I'm, I'm Me too. a sucker for them. Yeah. I, which is why, I mean, these stories are great. Um, I want to go to another story that you're writing about, which is the, um, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. And what's oh, going geez. Doesn't that burn your... So, so explain what's happening because I don't think this is actually getting a lot of coverage, which is one no, reason. Of course not, because it's it's adverse to um, Joe Biden. Okay, so we have this strategic petroleum reserve that could take 700 million barrels of oil. That's a lot of oil. Each barrel can be one barrel can be made into 44 gallons of petroleum products. So that's a lot of oil. Um, Donald Trump was filling it at cheap oil, 37, 38, $39, filling it up. And he got it up near 500 million barrels. Joe Biden comes in, and this is not an energy, a national energy emergency. He decides we're gonna dip into the strategic petroleum reserve. I think Bill Clinton did this for political purposes too. Um, and so he's taken out he was taken out last year, a million barrels a day, which is 44 million gallons of petroleum product every single day. And now it's down around 300 million barrels, the lowest it's been in four decades. Uh, and he assuaged criticism last year by saying, well, of course we'll fill it up. I'll fill it up, right? It's now what, $76 a barrel, twice what, uh, Biden or Trump was paying for it. So they, and this is this is what is so tricky. Um, they put out the energy, Biden's energy department put out a bid that they would buy this oil for $70 a barrel. And they had all kinds of strictures about what kind of oil, sweet crude and all of that. Uh, and the oil companies came in, well, you know, there's going to be a lot of oil to sell. So the oil companies came in um, who are forbidden from new drilling wells in the U.S. Uh, they came in and they gave their bids, which was $75, $76. So the Biden Energy Department said, nope, 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 we're not going to do it. So there goes another Biden promise. Now, I suppose if somebody comes in and offers to pay to take 70 bucks it's uh, that they would buy some but here's the twister selling the oil they sold the oil at a great bonus that's a million barrels a day 96 dollars uh, per barrel yeah so that was like 18 billion 
dollars. Well, that's a lot of money that they could buy oil to fill it up. And guess what happened last month? Congress took almost 13 billion of it to finance their their phoning budget scheme. Uh, and so that left them with four billion, which won't fill it up. And so here we are, you know, and like you said, nobody's paying attention. And this is Biden's way of not filling it up. You can say, well, it's too expensive. And I tried, but they oil those evil oil companies wouldn't comply with our rules. So it's just, it's so Machiavellian. I'm sure he didn't do it. His people did because he's a really nice guy. <laughs> Look, I mean, this has always been the problem with draining the SPR, though, is yeah. that is that th th we're not doing anything to really greatly increase production here in the U.S. to drive the price down. In fact, and, and on top of that, we're making it more expensive on the international market. So if we're going to buy any excess to store, it's going to raise those prices even higher. And this yeah. is part of just a really bad, really bad strategic thinking on this administration's part. It's not the first one. It's not even the worst example in terms of oil uh, where that comes to, but it's it's certainly one of the big issues. And, and, and I have to suspect the motives. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, of course you got to suspect the motives because the economics of this are pretty straightforward. Yeah. So nobody went, nobody got rich on Wall Street, um, you know, buying high and selling low. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. And so if you're not going to produce more, prices are going to remain elevated. And if you've been selling this stuff off at a lower price, you're going to have to buy it back at the higher price. Plus, let's not forget that the effort to buy it back is going to is going to result in higher demand anyway, which will yeah. move this up again. And the oil and the oil and the oil that he put out allegedly to help drivers at the pump. Most of it went overseas. So it's not like it went in our tanks. I just, yep. it's just, and, and the media that got special constitutional protections because of its crucial role as watchdog is sound asleep. You know, yep. Dana Lash uh, had a wonderful thing showing uh, or a, t a tweet a couple of years ago about her dog and, and saying that uh, sound asleep on the couch and say this is what he does when there's a burglar this is what he does when the house is on fire and he's always sound asleep <laughs> and then and then the last the last picture is this is what happens when i open a cheese wrapper and the dog is right there alert you know <laughs> or open the fridge or rustle any kind of paper <laughs> I've, I've had dogs. i know how this works yeah. Um, yeah so yeah i mean the uh look i this is this is not the worst part of Biden's energy policies, but it's a significantly stupid policy. And I think it's I'm I'm actually kind of stunned, even even with a with a media that is obsequious to Biden as this media is. I'm really kind of stunned that that's not been uh, better plumbed in the media. And speaking of obsequious, I, I don't know if you've had a chance to see this, but did you see Chuck Todd's interview of Ron Johnson? No, I just heard about it. Yeah, I, I saw a clip of it. I, I didn't want to sit and watch the whole thing. No, I, I mean, that was 
that should be embarrassing to NBC News. It won't be. <laughs> it won't be. But it yeah. should be embarrassing to NBC News. Chuck Todd, uh, you know, for those who didn't bother to watch this, you know, Chuck Todd basically treated Ron Johnson like a Russian oligarch <laughs> during the entire interview and then hit him with a demonstrably false accusation which Johnson said that's demonstrably false. That's not what happened. And Chuck said, well, I really, Chuck Todd said, well, it really doesn't matter because you know, you're a, a duty head or whatever it was that he said. It was. <laughs> he didn't say duty. You're head. full I'm, of funny words today. Ed. Yeah. I've had a lot of time to sit around and think about these things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what a managing editor does Andrew. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's a, a very important role. You know, the, there's a great story where the uh, news company announced bulking up the newsroom and they hired uh, 20 reporters. And of course, every, every three reporters needs an editor. So they hired uh, another uh, eight, eight editors. Um, and then the corporate headquarters the next year ordered a cutback. So they laid off all the reporters. Well, I've worked in organizations like that. And it and wasn't, the, and the it editors wasn't, stayed on. Yeah, right. It wasn't the media. Um, I could tell you, I could tell you about an, a, a company that shall not, a corporation that shall not be named, that was acquired by a very, a, a very much larger corporation that shall not be named, which, <laughs> which allowed the smaller corporation that will not be named to determine who was going to, you know, um, who was going to get laid off to bring the bring the personnel numbers into line, and all of the executives decided to lay off the <laughs> lay off rank and file people while you had 18 or so levels of management at this company yeah. any any 10 of which you could have easily you know drawn a line through and not not have bothered anything whatsoever i'm exaggerating about the 18 but um yeah it's yeah. like what was the the off the that hilarious movie about the office where the guy decided he wasn't gonna do oh, any office work space. office what? space <laughs> yeah what is what is it that you think you do here? What is it that what is it that you do here? I think that the, the two bobs, right? The two bobs who were the efficiency experts. What is it that you do? Um, yeah, that would be really good. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to work on Saturday. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's a great movie. I didn't see it for years. I, I saw it years. Me after too. Same, same for me. Was it the Office? What? Office space. Office space. Yeah. Right. Office space, yeah. Um, and it was Cranky T-Rex from CrankyT-Rex.com that said, you, you have to sit down and watch this. You are required, literally required to sit down and watch this. And uh, and it was, it's brilliant. It's a brilliant movie. So if, if you're there's one another of- one, There's another one I want to look up, which is um, Funny Farm. You're, do you remember that? I do remember Funny Farm. I do remember Funny Farm. That was Chevy, Chevy Chase. Chase. And, oh, I can't remember the name of the actress. She was, she's terrific. And I can't remember her name. Yeah, uh, it's, it's where he lives in the town and he hates the town and the people hate him, but he wants to sell it. And they're so eager for him to sell it. He decides to pay them to act nice when the buyers come. <laughs> it's the most perfect Norman Rockwell movie where everybody's saying, Hello. <laughs> it's it's actually it's actually really good and it's it's also about media although it's sports media um and, and yeah. cue, cue the deer yeah, yeah 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 it's it's actually it's one of chevy chase's better movies yeah, yeah i'm not yeah. a huge chevy chase fan that's actually one of his better movies and yeah. 
it wasn't Madeline Stowe. I can't remember. I can't remember who the the name of the actress who who played that wasn't Madeline Stowe. It was somebody who looked. They resemble each other. Um, at any rate, yeah, you should definitely watch that. It's a lot of fun. So, all right. You know, speaking of fun, we're just about at the end of our um, weekly uh, catch up here, but we need to get some jokes of the week. Do you have any fun hey, jokes of the week for us? Um, I think I think I might. Um, uh, wait, where, where did we go? Here we go. Uh, yeah, let's see here. Um, yeah, some of them I've used up. But uh, let's see. Um, that's that. I said that one. Um, uh, I did you know? Uh, so uh, Jimmy, these are old. Jimmy Fallon saying, "Did you know there are now twenty million people in America who do yoga almost every day? None of whom ever showed up about it." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, and Conan uh, said that Kim Kardashian waited until today to reveal uh, the name of her new baby. Asked why it took so long. She said, we're very private people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then finally, Conan said that uh, Time Warner uh, Cable uh, is testing a new premium service that sets a specific time for the installer to, to arrive and put in your cable connection. You have two choices, winter or spring. Those are two good choices. <laughs> Especially since we're in winter right now. Yeah, right. This so time of year, it'd be summer or fall. You won't have to wait more than four months. <laughs> Remember those, uh, those jokes that Reagan used to tell about the Russians or the Soviets? Where he said, um, yeah. "No, there was there was one great one where he said, you know, you you have to pay up front when you're buying a car in in the Soviet Union, so you have to pay all the money when you order it, and then he tells you that it won't be here for ten years, and so you say, well, okay, and he said, well, uh, we'll we'll deliver it ten years on Tuesday, and the buyer who just paid a huge sum of money." And he had to wait 10 years to get the car. Said, oh, no, it can't be Tuesday. He said, why? And he said, that's when the plumber is coming. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. You got a bonus funny from Andrew this week. Andrew, that's right. That's exactly of, right. The oh, I got one more. I got one more, Edward. Go for um, it. Okay, so there's a guy. Where was it? Oh, it was a comedy bit, a comic on uh on uh, Instagram, comedy thing, a comedian saying that, you know, he said, I just got recently divorced. Uh, and um, so I'm trying to get back into the dating scene, but I, I can't seem to make a connection. He said, because I'm trained as a husband. He said, so I walk, I see these pretty ladies sitting at the bar. So I walk up to them and I say, hi, you're looking very nice tonight. I was wondering if you had any chores or errands for me to run. <laughs> and he said, and then if we make a connection, I say, well, I can swing by tomorrow and take your mother to Target. <laughs> well, that dress does not make you look fat either. 
no, no, I don't. I just, it's just so, so hilarious. And I, I, I was dumb. I didn't get the guy's name, but it was, it was brilliant. Well, there you go. And yeah, even, so bonus, bonus, double bonus, today. double bonus, funny from Andrew Malcolm, the prince of Twitter, the man, the prince that doesn't, <laughs> the prince that doesn't rat out his family. Um, that's it's, a, become, that's a, it's become very rare, Andrew. I just want to let you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> You can follow him on at A.H. Malcolm. He's at redstate.com as well. Uh, that's where he does all his blogging. He's got two great posts up right now, um, both VIP. So join the VIP over at redstate.com or join VIP Gold and get the uh, firewall content on all of the different town halls. Yeah, get, the, get, get Ed and Adam. There you go. And we do have more amiable skeptics coming up too. So just stay on top of that. Andrew Malcolm, thank you so much for being with us. You bet. See you, everybody. We'll be back with one last message from the Ed Morrissey Show, which was just like the previous message. Stand by. <laughs> Now that the political infighting is over and the sausage is being made in the House, it's time for Republicans to unite with one cause and fight back against Joe Biden and his radical administration. The GOP has promised to investigate Biden, family corruption, the border, big tech censorship collusion, the origins of COVID, the FBI, and intel agencies' attacks on the American people and more, and it's time to hold them to those promises. Here at Hot Air, we won't let up on holding them accountable. We unapologetically fight back against the radical left and squishy rhinos in Congress who fail the people. We bring you the truth and go to war against Biden's woke communist agenda. But we need your help. By becoming a VIP for uh, hotair.com, you can help us in this battle for our country. Just look at the House Democrats leader, Hakeem Jeffries. He's another divisive radical leftist and his communist Sesame Street speech proves it. If Republicans don't halt the Biden agenda and conservative media fails to hold them accountable, it could mean the end of our great country. Join us in the fight. Become a Hot Air VIP member or a VIP Gold member today and use the promo code SAVEAMERICA to receive a 40% discount on your membership. Stand with us and fight to save America. We will never give up. And thank you very much.